0: No Junk Mail presents The Big Dig Read to you by James Von Felt Well now, how you been lately? Heard the job interview went well It's gotta be exciting, new job, big city and all Lots of news here this week Heard Braden is going to work for the electric company Starting right away His mom says he's got training to do before they let him near the high voltage. Oh, and and Maggie, our feral cat, had another litter on the back porch this time. More cats to take out to the dairy barn. Let's see. And Rodney's $500 miracle car finally gave out. Nobody believed it would last this long. Now he's looking for another low-cost model. Well, as I was saying to Brett the other day, there's been a lot going on in our town this week, though we don't think of it as a town. It's really just a village. Sure, we have the gas and grill, that's our social center in the mornings, and a few other businesses. Mike's Tire Repair Shop, Propane Gas Company, Lumberyard and Two Churches, don't know many go to church anymore, don't have a grocery store or school. The old school has been abandoned since the dispute in 55. I'll save that story for another time. If you got kids, they're all busted into town eight miles away. We do have a very nice city park with a baseball diamond and lights for playing ball at night, which we use a lot. The kids get out there on their own during the summer, and it's used for the annual slow-pitch tournament. Again, we use it when we have the big get-together in the fall, the corn show. Corn shows like a community and family reunion rolled up in one kicks off with a big parade tractors horses politicians marching band from the county school great fun to meet old friends and relatives see how everybody's getting on to watch the tractor pulls eat home fried chicken even listen to some home spun music but all this belies what happened this week went like this The Department of Transportation decided to tear up the main intersection in town. It's main because it's the only one in town, and because it's on the state highway. I admit, it's seen better days. So now, most of the town folks turned out to watch. The morning went along easy enough, what with the workers parked behind the fire station, and town people greeting workers and all. We were having a grand time. Finally, they brought in this huge machine. There seemed to be a good deal of discussion where it should start. But eventually, they got it off the trailer and lined it up just so on the intersection. Meanwhile, state troopers positioned cars east and west of town to slow the truckers down. Workers with stop signs lined up to help. Now get this. The trucks had to go single file through a very narrow strip between the fire station and the intersection they were about to demolish. So, around 10 o'clock, the machine starts to pound the concrete. The contraption raised a huge metal block that must have weighed tons. Then let it drop, plop, right on the concrete, and everything around jumps. Now keep in mind that the big green trucks are lining up, because there's no possible detour. Besides that, there's more than a few truckers lining up that are sneaking across the state. I suppose they're avoiding whatever truckers avoid on the main highways. So, pretty soon they're bored and tired of waiting, so they start blowing their air horns and racing their engines. But that don't faze old Ed Meekum, who's in charge. He's mostly deaf since the fuel tank explosion back in 10. Got about three months off. Only got to come back to work because he knew all the computer passwords. Wouldn't tell anybody, lest they kept him on. Well, as I was saying, I was right there when it happened. Water starts to ooze out from under the crumbling concrete in several places. That got old Ed's attention. He went over to the machine and told Amos to hold up a bit. Seems like all the onlookers followed him over to inspect the situation and to make helpful suggestions. After a bit, Ed orders everybody out of the way, told Amos to start up again, and he did. When the hammer came down this time, it seems like the whole ground moved. Even the telephone pole by the fire station swayed. A small earthquake. In fact, I thought things was shaken like a big bowl of jello. Right then, small water fountains popped up here and there. Amos had revved up that machine to its highest pitch. Two more whacks of that big hammer, and the whole machine bucks like a bronco. Jumps a couple of times, tips... Then disappears into the sinkhole. Yep, it disappeared. Tossed Amos about 20 feet, right in front of a slow moving truck. Trucker swerved, hit the brakes. The rig jackknifed. 10,000 bushels of grain spilled out. And that's when the gusher started, right out of the sinkhole, which was getting bigger and bigger by the minute. The gusher went higher. And higher, and even higher till it's over the electric lines that was leaning precariously. Then the transformer began to sputter, pop and spark. Everybody cleared out quick. People yelling, horns wailing at the top of their voice, running every which way. Except for old Ed, who's calmly lighting a cigarette. Well, Frosty saw what was happening, and he grabbed old Ed kind of walked and talked him over to the side just as the electric pole snapped. Wires, pole and all, came down on the grain truck. That caused an explosion. Lots of fireworks. When Ed saw that, he took off faster than anyone's seen him go in years. The fire station could have burned down. It's on the corner of the intersection. Siren didn't sound off. Electricity was out. Two volunteer firemen saw smoke and showed up, but didn't get the fire truck out. Chief Kelly's in the hospital with a broken leg, fell off a ladder fixing his chicken house. We waited and looked on as the fire burned itself out. We were scratching our heads, looking in the hole and at the smoldering truck, wondering what would happen next. Sure enough, a helicopter flew over. It was the TV helicopter from KYOU Channel 15, painted right on the side. It stopped in the smoke right over the hole, about 200 feet up. Took pictures for the evening news. We waved and yelled encouragement. We were on TV. Well then, after things died down... Bit by bit, most who witnessed the excitement retired to the gas and grill. They had a backup generator and lights. We discussed the finer points of what we saw and how it played out till we were tired of it all. Then we went home to a dark house and a cold meal. Next day was clean-up time. The machine was hoisted out of the sinkhole by a giant crane. The truck and trailer was hauled away. Wet grain was shoveled up, mostly by hand. The electric company was there with a new pole and the county water company guys came with new pipes. By late afternoon, the sinkhole was filled. Amos was okay. He lives in town. Martha said he was skinned up a bit but went to work the next day. Cousin Max showed up the day the cleanup began. He's running for county supervisor again, cornered everybody he could to talk. Jeanie told me he griped a lot last time he was supervisor, but that's just the way it is sometimes. Well, water and lights will go on again soon. Someday the intersection will be fixed. They say it's got to settle first. Tell Lily we miss her and the kids. Drop in next time you're in town. That's it for now. From where the corn grows tall and pigs fly. Take care. All my love, Grandpa Jim.